you that you paid what no man could pay. Lord, we thank you that you didn't think twice, Lord, to come and give your life for us so that we can be here today, so we can live in freedom, so we could taste of your goodness, Lord, so we can walk in freedom. Lord, thank you that you had us in mind. And it's not because of our good works or because of how great you designed us to be, Lord, but it's just because of your finished work, Lord. And it, it makes us have right standing with you, Father, that we can come and face you. We can come with boldness into your throne room because of the blood of Christ. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lead us today in your name. Amen. 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 Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Do I have slides there? I don't know. Okay. Not this morning then. Are you guys well? Yes. I'm glad Les did that little rugby debrief for us this morning. Okay. Are we all debriefed or we need, we need a week or what to just decompress a little bit? Um, yeah, I just want to clarify something here. I think uh, everybody's throwing Wayne under the bus this, this weekend a little bit, eh? So Wayne is away with his family for the weekend, <laughs> treating his wife and his family. So he's not hiding from anybody. And I'm sure he'll, he'll have his, his own story for you next weekend again. Eh? So, yeah, he's recovering. He's, he's building up the courage. No, let's just, let's not do it. Okay. So, yes, I'm glad you could all make it this morning. Is it all the diehards that's here now? If it's not the rain trying to keep us in bed, then I'm sure the late nights with the rugby all the diehards that's here this morning. Let me just see. It's nice to see all of you this morning. You're very welcome with us. Um, I had a beautiful slideshow. I must have emailed it somewhere, but it's fine. I'm going to read for you. I'm going to read for you if you'll bear with me. So um, this morning, I want to talk to us about make room, making room, the idea of making room. Now, I know that we're going towards the end of the year. Uh, next stop is November. And I know that then we're going into December and people are asking, when are you closing? When is, it, when is holidays? When is your office closing? We know when are, we're having that conversation. I, I don't know if we're quite ready for it yet, but everybody is thinking holiday plans. So, and I'm sure in the holiday season we get visitors. Yes? We get visitors. Who's preparing for visitors in December? Anybody? Nobody? Somebody? Okay. So we get visitors. Now... The, the idea of having visitors coming, uh, we make preparation for the visitors when we know that they're coming. Yes? We put out the chocolates. We wash the linen. We can't leave last weekend's visitors' bed sheets on the, on the bed. We, we, you know, we prep. We're decent people. We prep a little bit. We put out the nice soaps and those towels that we never use. We put them out. It's only in my house now. Okay? So, and then we, we think about meals and we, we plan for these types of things. Okay? So it got me thinking then, uh, the amount of preparation that I'm going to be doing if I'm making room for someone to come and visit my house is going to be directly related to the amount that I actually like this person that's coming to visit. <laughs> okay? So if I like this person a lot, uh, you, will, you will see at the level of preparation that I'm going to be doing for this person. Okay? But let's for a moment think uh, that there's a visitor coming that maybe I do not like that much. Okay, so I do not like this, I, I must love this visitor because I'm Christian and all that, but maybe I do not like this visitor that much. Okay, so take a moment there and think about someone that you really like, okay, 
And then, I don't know if it's right to ask, but maybe there's someone that you don't like. Okay? We love them. We love everybody, but we don't like everybody. So imagine preparing for a visitor that you maybe don't like that much. Okay? Same sheets. Leave the same sheets. Thanks, Jack. Is that the ProBot strategy? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So we, we, put, we put certain things in place. Okay? And now I'm going to read us a verse here. This is in 1 Corinthians. If you want to follow, it's just one verse, but I'll, I'll read for us. It says, 1 Corinthians 23, 24, it says, uh, But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, foolishness to the Gentiles, and to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So, we're going to talk about to make room for certain things this morning. And one of the things that we make room for is for the Lord. But it all depends on how we see Him. Sometimes we look upon Him and we think, uh, maybe, maybe He's a stumbling block for us. Maybe the, things, maybe the things that He requires of us, it feels like it's a bit of a stumbling block. Maybe we look at the things of Christ or we look at the things of the Word and sometimes we think, mm, this seems a little bit foolish. Or is it that we look onto Jesus and we look onto the word and we go, wow, this is the power of God and this is the wisdom of God. So it's important that we decide or we identify how we see him because that's how we're going to prepare for what he's doing in our lives. Okay, so, so we're going to go on a little bit of a journey. We're going to look on, on three points this morning. Uh, the one thing is the passions of the flesh. I'm sure you will... You will relate with me on that one. We're going to look a little bit at the passions of the flesh. And then we're going to look at the dangers of open doors. And then we're going to look at the promises that await. So we're going to touch on three things, okay? And I've loosely tied them together, so, uh, but I'll tell you a story before we go. So I have three boys, uh, and then the youngest one is, is three, three years old. So... I think, I think he's, a, he's a strong ruler, so it's very interesting to see him in our home and how he reacts. So I'm trying to teach the boys. By the way, if you're a parent, you know that we, we're trying to help them to become obedient to Christ. So when we try and then we fail and we keep trying. So with this boy, he's got this beautiful round eyes, okay? So as soon as you say, Andres, what are you doing? He's like, yes, Daddy, I love you, Daddy. So immediately he knows the right tune. Did you hit Oscar? I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. So he knows exactly how, he knows exactly how to play it. Uh, and I was thinking about it. I teach, the older one would then say to him, the eight-year-old would say, Andres, but if you love Daddy, you will obey him. So he doesn't quite get that yet at three years old, but we're starting to slowly massage it in that if you love me, you will obey me. But you see, Andres is still figuring out how he sees me. He's still figuring out who I am to him. He doesn't understand that I want the best for him. He feels safe around me, but he doesn't understand that I know a little bit more than he may be at this stage. He's figuring it out. Okay, so I tell that story so that you can relate and that you can see also how we work with God. We figure him, we're trying to figure him out, and we're like, we, we want to trust him, but, and we think we know, but do we? We're trying to figure him out. So um, my beautiful wife and I, how wonderful is that she led the worship today, and we can double team it. Hey? We, we, we made it, we made it, my love, we made it. 
we made it here this morning, first of all, so anyway, so we were talking about this, and it's, it's interesting, we, we're figuring out, we want the benefits, we want the benefits, okay, but the issue is, Christ is righteous and just, and the enemy is not a fool, so somewhere in between all of that, we're like, well, we're going to face judgment, and the enemy knows when he's got legal right, so we need to treat wisely. We need to tread wisely. So the first point that we want to talk about this morning is the stumbling block. And who better to, to think about uh, in, in that story than David? So it talks about someone ring. Some background, some background music for us. So if we, if we look at the stumbling block idea, the first one here, the passions of the flesh. Okay, We want what we want, right? We dream about things, some, somewhere a seed is sown and we start conceiving the idea. The music keeps going. We don't know who it is. Is it you, Truda? Okay, here we go. Thank you. Thank you, Auntie Beth. Here we go. We go we're almost going to start and clap. Okay, so the passions of the flesh. So we want what we want. We want what we want, and oftentimes we think we're of the thinking, uh, the Lord must just get on board with what it is that we're busy with, or what we're thinking. So if we think about David, here's a verse that I want to just touch on for us this morning. It's, a, it's in 2 Samuel 11, verse 1, and it says, David, it's about David and uh, Bathsheba. It says, in the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants went with him, and all Israel and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. So David didn't go when he was supposed to be going. So we know the story about David and Bathsheba. We know how it ends. But this all must have started for David with a thought somewhere. He must have had a thought somewhere and he started making room for a certain thought. And that thought ended in, I'm sure those of you that's read that before, we know what happened then. He put, he put the, the friend at the front of the battle so that he can be killed, so that he can pursue his wife. So when we start, to, when we start moving away from what God called us to do and we start moving in with the thoughts that we, that we desire, the passions that we have, we start to compromise. And so, so the friend was killed, was murdered, and then Bathsheba came, and then you, all, the, all the drama with the baby that passed away. I'm sure we know that story. And how David wept until the Lord, and he said, like, okay, it's done. The baby has passed away. It's a hardship that we have to face when we live like that. Yeah. So are we focused on what God has called us to do? Are we focused on what God has called us to do, or are we idle? Are we idle? We're not stepping out, and we are scheming. We're scheming, we're scheming around the things that we want to get done. The ideas that we have, the lusts and the passions of the flesh. flesh. And the thing is here, if we're not actively pursuing God, what will, we, what will end up happening is we will pursue self, we will pursue flesh. That's what we're going to pursue. So with the idea of making room, I'm sure making room suggests that we actually want more. So you can be in denial and you want more and you want to make room, but if you're going to make room for carnal things, the Lord can't coexist with that. 
Jesus is not going to come. Those two friends that we spoke about earlier, the one that you really like and the one that you really dislike, imagine a December holiday with the two of them in the same home. It's not going to be fun. God and the devil doesn't coexist. Doesn't want to exist in the same space. So uh, the next step that I want to, the next point that I want to make is dangers of open doors. So if it's not us and our own carnal flesh passions, um, do we understand that sin is agreement with the enemy? Sin brings us into agreement with the enemy. Do we understand that sin gives legal right to the demonic? You see the first one, uh, the stumbling block one is like, oh, Christ gets in the way of what I want to do. Just remove him so that I can so that I can move on with my business. This one, this one looks as, as folly. It's foolish. Oh, surely God didn't mean that in the Bible. Oh, surely it's not going to affect me if I do it like this. Listen, you don't understand. It's for financial reasons that we're doing this. Or it's for different reasons that we're doing this. Surely this is the 21st century or whatever century it is. Surely God needs to catch up with us. It's, it's foolish. That's what we're actually saying. The stuff of God is foolish. So the enemy knows that sin gives him access. He knows it. He's aware of it. And the thing is, the demons are drawn to sin. They are drawn to it. That's why they call the enemy the Lord of the Flies. Where there's a stink, he's drawn to it. So even if we are in denial, or we don't want to admit it, or we aren't even aware that what we are doing is sinful, the enemy knows. He knows. And when there's a stink, he sniffs it up, he sniffs it out, and he comes after it. Okay? So the danger of open doors. In Ephesians 4.27 it says, And do not make room for the devil. Do not make room for the devil. Another translation says, do not make a place for him. Imagine, imagine if what we are busy with, if what we are doing in actual fact is we are preparing for the enemy. We are making room for him. We are putting the sheets out. We are putting the chocolates down. We are expectant for a visitation. When we are in agreement with sin, that is what we are doing. Whether we can put lots of custard and chutney on it and make it look sweet and nice, the bottom line is that when we are in agreement with sin, we make room for the devil in our lives. Okay? In Matthew 12, 45, it talks about when the strong man goes and to dry places and the room is all cleaned up. I had a beautiful uh, drawing of a house up for you. And what I often find uh, on the PowerPoint that's not here. So, <laughs> so what, what I often find in conversation with people is we want to slot the front door. We want to lock it up. We're now with Christ. We don't want to make room for the devil. But in conversations, as you have conversation with people, it's like, well, the little bedroom window is open. And the shower window is open. You know, just for in case, obviously. So, and we, we leave little places open because, for various reasons, for various reasons, but it's because we don't trust the Lord, maybe, or we, we like what we do. We want to justify it. But the thing is, uh, I thought about this story. So when I got saved uh, a few years ago, I used to smoke. So I don't openly tell it, but now I'm in front of all of you, so let me just tell it. <laughs> anyway, so I used to smoke Peter Stuyvesant, okay? So now, quite a lot a day. I think I would do like 60 plus a day, 
in the olden days, okay? So imagine that. The Lord freed me from that, fortunately. So when I got saved, I immediately stopped because now I'm saved. I mean, I have a little bit of religion in me. I understand that you have to live a certain way, so, so I stopped smoking, okay? And that same year, it was my birthday, right? Can you see where I'm going? So I was like, okay, okay, is this my birthday? Surely, surely the Lord is okay with all things in moderation, hmm? isn't he? All things. And you get these little five-pack of Stuyvesant cigarettes. It's not, a, it's not like I'm buying the 30 like in the past. or whatever. It's a little five-pack, everything in moderation. I'm walking in freedom. I'm not addicted to anything. I'm okay. Uh, well, but I think we should celebrate my birthday. Come on. Yeah. Okay? So I must tell you, you see, before I smoked a lot, but after those five cigarettes for my birthday celebrations, I have never been so addicted to cigarettes like at that moment after that. Wow. It's like all hell break loose against me. Okay? So what happened? What happened? The house was cleaned up very nicely and neatly and refreshed and we mopped the floors with stuff that smelled nice and it's fi fine, 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 fine. But we don't invite Jesus into it and his truth into it. We compromise with what we believe and then what happens? The enemy comes and they're like, look, look, come guys, come along. This is an open place. We can do what we want in here. And then... I was addicted to cigarettes after that. And fortunately, the Lord relieved me from that. He took it away from me, healed me from it. But what I want to say is we dabble with those things with excuses, and then oftentimes, oftentimes we sit worse off than we were before. What are we making room for? Can we grow spiritually if, we, if we're dabbling in those things? If we're always testing where's the boundary line? Is it too far yet? Can I, can I just squeeze against it a little bit more? If we're forever trying to figure out how far can I go with this? Yeah. When are we going to get to a place where we're like, Lord, I, don't, I hate this. I want to grow spiritually and I'll do whatever it takes. Lord, show me your truth. I want to come in line. See, we talk about lordship. I think lordship, lordship is probably the single thing in, in the Bible that transformed my life completely when I stopped reasoning. I, I could reason baptism out. I could reason anything out. You'll find scripture to back the lie that you want to believe. You'll find it. But the bottom line is, for example, with baptism, I couldn't get around if I followed Jesus and he got baptized. We need to come and line up with the word of God. We have excuses. I said sin and, sin and God doesn't want to go together. Can't put them together. And how do we advance if we keep allowing sin? How do we advance? In John 14 verse 2, I'm sure you would have heard this. It says, in my father's house, there are many rooms. I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare a place for you. God is about making room for us. He has made room for us. He has made room for us. The promises in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, this is so beautiful. It's like the Lord has just got me in Corinthians here at the minute. And it says, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what the heart of man has not imagined, another version says, or has entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love him. God is in the business of making room for us. 
He's, he's gone to the Father. Jesus has gone to the Father. He's preparing a place for us. And there's, there's promises, it says here, has prepared. He has done it. It's a, it's a past tense thing for him. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no heart of man has even imagined or understood the things that God has prepared for those who love him. How we view God will determine if we can believe that. Do we believe that he's, he's not a man, that he will not lie? Do we believe that he's someone that would keep his word, that he's got great things in store for us? Or is he a stumbling block to us where, where we need to prepare the great things for ourselves? Or is, he, is it folly where we, where we want to compromise with sin and get it done? We need to hear in our secret place what God has for us. We need to spend time with him to hear what he's got for us. See, this week as I was thinking about this, I thought um, just in a relationship with the Lord and Sometimes it's difficult standing in front here because you wanna you wanna share testimony, but you you also I, I walk with my life on my shoulder, so um, I wanna share it. But it's also now you're making everything that you believe public, and and it's like, well, is it uh, is it fair to the people that's involved? And you wanna be sensitive. But I felt on my heart that I need to share this this morning. So, um, like I said, we've got the three boys, and Katie and I have always thought, well, we want many children. She's one of six. So I don't know if, if I could stomach six biological children, but if the Lord, if the Lord wants it, we can do it. And we, we were, Lord, uh, if there's ever an opportunity for fostering, if there's ever an opportunity to take someone into our home, we want to make room. We want to make room. And over the years being involved with Sports Academy, there's been a few instances where people needed safe place so they would come in. And it's funny, we were praying about this, and it's like it's in your subconscious. If you've experienced it before, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's brewing somewhere in you. It's like there's a little seed germinating, and you know that the Lord is working on something. And you don't know the timelines, but you know that He's working on something. He's brewing on something. And when the day came this year, and they said, there's a boy that needs a home, we had a room. We had a room prepared in our home. Almost accidentally, in our, in, our, in our carnal state, we've accidentally stumbled into having a room prepared, if you know what I mean. It's not that we're great and we, oh, we're such godly people. We're just going to live this life and prepare a room. Accidental state of we've been prepared. Thank you, Lord. And here's a, here's a boy that needs a home. And it's a, it's a high school boy that came into our home. And people was warning me, they were telling me, you've got little boys, this is a high school boy, you know, you have to look out for this, you have to look out for that, and the rest. But I look back, I think it's almost two months now, I look back and I just see the hand of God, what he's doing. My eight-year-old came to me, he said to me, Daddy, um, I think God is busy adding this boy to our family. Without prepping, without planning, without coaching him, in it. I can see how the Lord is ministering to my family and how absolutely complex and uncomplicated at the same time it is. But what a blessing to be a part of what the Lord is doing. To have a room in my heart and my wife and her heart and in my little boy's heart, all of them, 
and in our home having room for someone else. If, if we were constantly indulging the things that's not of God, we could miss it. And the Lord wants to do things. He's got things in store for you. He's got promises that, that he's got over your life. That's written in the book of life for you, for your family. Things that he's planned that would advance his kingdom where we could taste a little bit and just see, wow, this is, this is God at work. But we miss out. We miss out on it because we're not prepared. We're not prepared. The last, the last one here before we go, it's going to be quick this morning. I can see I'm running out of things. The, the last thing here that I've, um, that I've got is Revelation 3.20. Maybe, maybe you've never had him on the inside. Maybe you've never seen, but it says here, I stand. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. I'm knocking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and you open the door, you make room for me, I will come in. We will share a meal together like friends. We will share a meal together like friends. God wants to be intimate with us. Sometimes that relationship, we don't know where to start. We have to open the door. For the right things so maybe this morning maybe this morning you have never opened the door for the lord or maybe it's been a maybe it's been a half-hearted i want the benefits open the door but it was it wasn't uh i want to come under the lordship of christ type of a open the door so um originally when we planned we were like going to sing a song and let the Lord minister. But I think what we'll do is we'll scrap that with the PowerPoint and we'll just stick here three things that I want to do this morning. Okay. So maybe, maybe I've looked at Christ and the, and the things of the word of God and it's been a stumbling block for me. Maybe I've been seeking things above his name. I've, set, I've searched out things that is not of him and he's in the way of what I'm trying to do. Maybe, maybe I'm in agreement with sinful things. Maybe this morning I'm sitting with open doors. I'm tired because I'm being stolen from. When there's an unwelcome guest in the home, you know when he's there. If you've had rats in your house before, you'll know what I mean. It's not pleasant having unwelcome, dirty, thieving, kill, steal, and destroy type of things in your home. And then the last, the last thing that I want to pray through for us as well is hearing from the Lord what He has for us. What are those things, what are those things that He has prepared for us? What are the things that He's laid out that we need to step into? that maybe we've been aware of and we've not been obedient or maybe we're not aware. And this morning is the time when he wants to activate it and he wants to show us what it is. Okay? So I think I'm going to pray and, we, and we'll see where this goes. If you, if you haven't committed to the Lord yet, 
and you feel that stirring in your heart or there's something about what you've desired for yourself or there's something with regards to um, making room for the things of the enemy that you feel a conviction, you feel a tug at your heart this morning. Or maybe you're at a place where you've closed doors recently, you've, you've done the business of closing it up and getting rid of the sinful things and in your heart this morning is, Lord, what's next for me? How do you want to use me? How can we prepare for what you are doing next? So don't you just want to, as you sit there, just relax. Just become aware of the, of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you are here with us. Lord, we thank you that you are present and that you know the conditions of our hearts, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God, that you are a gentle surgeon. If you've never made a, just as we keep our eyes closed this morning, if you've never made a commitment to follow the Lord, and this, this is the day for you, this is the day for you. Don't you want to put up your hand for me? Maybe, maybe you've, you've come in half-heartedly. I see the hands. Maybe, maybe you've come in half-heartedly and you, you never really grasped the idea of lordship. You didn't really know what, what submitting yourself to Christ means and you want to come in line with his word. You recognize, Lord, there's things that's not in line with your word in my life. Maybe this morning, maybe this morning the Lord is tugging at your heart and he's like, I see, I see your pain. I see how you're struggling with these things. Don't you wanna, don't you wanna submit to me? Come in line with my word. Lord, we wanna, we wanna ask that you forgive us, Lord, that we view you as a stumbling block. Lord, we, we, we wanna get things done in our own strength and we, we look at you and sometimes we think you get in the way. If we're honest, Lord, we have to admit that you, we feel that you get in the way of what we want. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we look, we look onto you and the things of your word oftentimes and uh, we think it's foolish. We think we know better and we get ourselves tangled in with demonic stuff, Lord. We don't want it. We don't want it, Lord. We don't want it anymore. Lord, the things that we've been seeking out, Lord, the sins that we've been indulging. The demonic things that we've given a hold to, Lord, we ask that you'll forgive us. Your word says you're faithful, Lord. If we ask for forgiveness, you remove our sin as far as the east is from the west. You remove our sins from us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be timid. We want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. We want to invite you in, Lord, the fullness of you. Lord, we want to take authority this morning over every unclean spirit. Lord, we've, we've been allowing things in our midst different demonic things, Lord, spirit of lust, spirit of addiction, greed. 
Lord. There's things that's hindering us from progress. There's things that's hindering us from growth, Lord. We don't want it. Just there, as you, where you are sitting, if you identify uh, a certain demonic spirit operating in your life, don't you just want to, under your breath, just say, get out, go away, in the name of Jesus. Get out, spirit of lust. Go away, spirit of pride, religion, addiction, arrogance, pride, hatred, unforgiveness, lying. Go in the name of Jesus. You, you speak to it. Feel that, that righteous anger where you feel in your heart you've had enough of this. Go in the name of Jesus. Go. Lord, we thank you that your word says that you forgive us, Lord, and when we are in right standing with you, Lord, we have authority. We have authority. We want to close doors. So we close doors. We come in agreement, Lord, with your, with your perfect word, and we say no more. We say no more. We say, uh, spirit of fear, we've had enough of you. Uproot yourself out of my life. Get out. Loosen yourself from my life and get out of me in the name of Jesus. This lying spirit that I've been carrying where I just say whatever I want to, who I want, when I want to, to please other people. I've had enough of this. Get out, lying spirit, in the name of Jesus. I don't want you in my life. I don't want to continue like this if I've been involved with witchcraft and all sorts of things it's not from the Lord Lord you hear us when we ask for your forgiveness and we say spirit of witchcraft get away in the name of Jesus get away from me in the name of Jesus rebellion I've had enough of living a rebellious life Lord I want to come under your lordship and I say no more no more of this in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just want to invite your Holy Spirit. We want to invite your Holy Spirit, Lord, to come and fill us afresh, Lord. We don't want to have any vacant spaces, Lord. We ask the, the fullness of us, Lord, the, every area of our being, Lord, we just invite your Spirit. Don't you want to flow, Lord, like a, like a spring of living water into every, every crevice, Lord, every place, even the, the places that we've resisted, Lord, we open. We open ourselves for the move of your spirit. Come in and cleanse us, Lord. Lord, help us to see, help us to dream about the future with you. Lord, we want to be a people of action. We don't want to have an empty faith, Lord. Lord, in the areas where, in the areas where we couldn't see the promises because we were blinded by sin or we were blinded by ourselves because we keep looking to ourselves, Lord, we want to see what you've got in store for us. Don't you want to reveal to us, Lord? Open our eyes. Open our eyes, Lord, for the things of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody seeing something that the Lord is showing them? See a smile here and there. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, that you show us that you are faithful. Lord, give us boldness. Give us courage, Lord, to act on that as we step out of here, Lord, that it, were, that it be something that we actively go and make room for in our lives, Lord, that we would prepare for the things of your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.